And we're live. Yeehaw. <laughs> and we're, we don't have an unnamed seltzer conglomerate this week. We're back to a local brewery, Axeman Brewery. Ooh, that's a good crack. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at WeHeyJacob. I'm here with my co-host, Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at JustDimitri underscore. Dimitri, are you ready for a double pay-per-view weekend? Oh, yeah, buddy. I'm ready for this. Uh, you know you know, you know, I'm not watching the AEW pay-per-view, but <laughs> Night of Champions is going to be a nice glorified house show. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were just talking before we, we started recording that. There's a lot of stuff in this in this rundown that is not uh, premium live event related, <laughs> and that kind of goes to tell you a little bit about this premium live event. Um, our format here is Dimitri's top of the mid, a headline, stocks rising and stocks falling. These can be specific wrestler storylines, etc., to kick off the conversation. And this episode will be geared towards a Night of Champions preview, and there will be a double or nothing preview coming a litter, little later this week. Uh, Dimitri, who's top of the mid going into Night of Champions? Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. We got ourselves a mid watch. We got ourselves a mid watch, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You, you mean just the episode of Raw on Monday? <laughs> not the not, not the entire episode, but man, my boy Grayson Waller is on mid watch only because I wasn't very familiar with this game. Knew of him, seen a little bit here and there. But seeing this little show on SmackDown, I can't lie. I was really into it. I liked uh, his mic skills are pretty solid. I was super into everything he said. I know it was a short segment. I know it's his own little special thing. But I'm going to declare this right now. This th- That guy is going to be a super top of the mid contender. I can already see it. I like him. I did not like that segment one bit. Mm, differing opinions here, bud. I was very surprised when you put Grayson Waller there mm, I like because him. I was like, this segment did not land for me at all. <laughs> like, I know Grayson Waller is a heel, so I knew at some point he was going to stop being nice to AJ Styles. He also had a feud with AJ Styles on NXT mm-hmm. last year, I think. And I, this didn't work for me at all. Like, it was so telegraphed when he was going to go and I'm so excited for Night of Champions I can't do Australian, sorry <laughs> thought I could go two Good for try. two, couldn't do it <laughs> Prison Island doesn't work for me um, so yeah, he, I knew I, it was just very telegraphed when he was going to switch it up and be like, so that I can face Seth Rollins for the belt, I was like, oh duh, buddy Maybe try to get the U.S. title off theory, or like do do something that's around your game. I may be incorrect here because I'm not an NXT watcher, but if I remember correctly, I don't think he ever held the NXT World Title. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I'm not really an NXT watcher either. So but... if you if you weren't in the main event in NXT, you're not going to be in main event on on SmackDown and Raw, bub. Hey, man, all I'm saying is, this is exactly what I'm saying, man. Grayson Waller is top of the mid material. I can already see it. And and, and mark my words, we're going we're gonna to go back on this someday, and you're going to be like, you were right. Because, goddamn, I can see right now he's got the charisma. And if, as long as you got the charisma and you're decent in the ring, things are going to happen. That's what I was going to say. He has the charisma, but does he have the uniqueness, nerve, and talent? I'm not sure. I think you got it. I think you got it. I like the accent. He's a little asshole. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. What's your What's your headline after that despicable top of the mid? Oh, I'll get out of here, boy. <laughs> uh, so this past week, we had a lot of really sad news when it comes to injuries, man. That is certainly a headline. Uh, we had uh, Mercedes Monet get injured. Did we ever figure out what exactly she did hurt? It hasn't been announced officially from what I've seen, but their general consensus on the internet wrestling community is that she broke her ankle. Mm. And I watched the video. There's a fan video from that corner where she fell. And she comes straight down on her leg. 
So it uh, could be anywhere from knee to ankle, and if some people are saying ankle, I I tend to agree with them. That sucks ass. So that sucks. Uh, we also lost um, Dakota Kai, who's one of my favorite uh, women wrestlers on the roster. Um, that's sad news. I saw the video today, um, watching it back of how she, it looked like she tried to brace a little bit to help, um, the other person who got injured live from taking such a big impact. So she kind of like landed awkward and, uh, reportedly tore ACL. So that sucks. Which I think is her second ACL. I think so. Yeah. Cause immediately when it happens, I, when it happened, I saw on Twitter, people were saying, I really hope it's not ACL. And then we get the news that's ACL. So that sucks really bad. I loved her so much. She's very entertaining. Um, and then, obviously, we also got Liv in the same match with another injury. And I've heard separated shoulder, but I've also heard it could be worse. So I'm not sure exactly what it is. Do you know? I, I've seen kind of a whole bunch of things. Like yeah. the one that it keeps kind of coming back to is like like you said, separated shoulder. Mm -hmm. Or like a bad dislocation. Like it wouldn't go back in how it's supposed to so they need to surgery it back into into spot mm, surgery it. um back to to mercedes yeah. i'm devastated by that one uh yeah i'm more hurt by the dakota kai one but I'm, mercedes I, sucks i was hoping and praying for a mercedes monet appearance at forbidden door too oh that explains why you're devastated and that's like a month-ish away, so uh -huh. that's not happening. That sucks. And her and Willow put on a great match. Like Willow Nightingale is really good. I love Willow. I don't. If you if you don't like Willow, block all of us. Get out of here. We don't want you <laughs> if you don't like Willow Nightingale. She's amazing, and she was slated to to lose that match, like understandably. So it's like cool that she got the win. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. It's injury and force, but like. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Mercedes against anybody on the AEW roster. You know, getting a, a full-blown entrance at, like, a pay-per-view level scale for, for AEW, like, that that would be banging. So I'm very sad about that. It's all very sad. Um, and you know what? Let me see if I put this on our rundown here. Uh, I don't think I did. Interesting. Well, with uh, just mentioning Liv, um, I wanted to just mention, um, you know, the new partner in town, uh, most likely Shotzi. Is that what it looks like? Is going to be Shotzi Blackheart? Uh, yes, it, that is what happened on Raw. And if you... Spoilers for SmackDown. Fast forward 10 seconds. Spoilers for SmackDown. She's <laughs> her partner in the tag team match on SmackDown that was pre-recorded. Gotcha. Well... Uh, I like Shotzi, so I'm not mad at that. I actually like Shotzi more than Liv, which I know is not always the Ooh, most popular take. take. Yeah, I like Shotzi a lot. Shotzi's fun. I like uh, her moveset, and I think it's uh, mainly presentation-based because she's got a badass song, and she looks badass, and she plays the part well. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like Shotzi Blackheart, so I'm not uh, I'm not upset that she's in the match. Um, I also like Liv, too, and I don't like not like Liv, but I just really like Shotzi Blackheart. No, like, I, I have nothing against Shotzi. I mean, I think kind of like what we were saying with, with Liv and Raquel a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. that they work really well in a tag team. They can do singles competition really well as well, but they they really excel in a tag team. I think Shotzi is the same way. Oh, yeah, she's, she's definitely a serial sag uh, serial tag team competitor. <laughs> yeah, she she's not someone that I really associate with a lot of singles success as of yet, but right. works really well in a tag team on raw. They did have that little, that cool move where Raquel stood on the ropes and Shotzi oh, yep. dove through her legs. That was, that cool, was, as, that was, yeah, that was cool. cool as hell. So there's definitely potential there. I have not very strong hopes that Raquel is going to get her tag titles back um, next Monday, but we shall see. To say. Okay. At this point, <laughs> I hope it's Chelsea or and Sonia, or I hope it's Bailey and Io, because I think with Dakota being injured, we're going to have a bit of a pause on this uh, damage control breakup, and I think Dakota and Bailey are going to be kind of put together for a while because I think the plan probably would have been Dakota and Io kick Bailey out mm -hmm. and. 
now, well, I don't know if Eo's at the point where we can realistically just leave her by herself. I don't think that would be fair to her. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so some- as long as it's not Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, yes. please. That's the only tag team I would not want it to be. And, uh, you know, just one more thing I want to add to this little headline no, here. It's going to turn into a lot. Keep going. Keep uh, going. I'm really digging uh, the little bit I've seen of uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, mm-hmm. They seem cool and pretty badass and very believably, um, like, uh, believably frightening, I would say. Yes. Um, yes. They play the part well, and I'm definitely interested. And uh, I like the, I guess, injection of some some more tag team talent that isn't just random teams thrown together that we always talk about. I hate when just random teams are thrown together. This feels like an actual team and that is important. Yeah. They, um, I didn't really know what to expect from them on SmackDown. Uh, they are, from what I've been able to gather, they're like spooky adjacent. Like they're kind of witchy, but I don't know if it's like full on spooky, which is kind of the sweet spot. I think where it's just like, you're a very dark character but not like actually using magic (laughs) yeah magic stuff worked back in the day when you know you had to watch it on a tube tv it's like really small but like today when you got this huge like 75 inch screen tv it's in 4k and you're trying to do magic it's just like what is this (laughs) exactly so they they were very intense um the the comment from uh my wife while i was watching was "Ooh, they're kind of hot so, you know, they got the seal, the Zoe seal of, uh, of approval so far. Hell yeah. All right. We ready for my headline? Yeah, buddy. All right. Welcome to the big time, bitch. Woof, woof. <laughs> I've been going insane over that clip. In real time, Trisha's promo was not really landing for me. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised that she wasn't getting wooded. And then Becky's sitting there with her weird little finger glasses on, you know, taking her time, just sinking it in like, okay, 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 okay. And then Becky comes out with some fucking fire. She really did. The, oh my God, it was, it was nuts, man. Becky made that segment from a, okay, you know. it's, you know, doing, doing something, it's doing its thing. Typical, you know, promo segment. Yeah. And it, and she turned it into, this is now my must watch of night of champions. Like I was not familiar with the whole, um, barking like a dog, terrible, awful segment. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched it today. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, Vince McMahon, disgusting human, like get him away from anything involved with this company. (laughs) Like it made me question like why I watch WWE, honestly, horrendous. Yeah. Like we talked about, I immediately was like, yo, I can't believe they just brought this up in 2023. I can't believe so many people are going to be YouTubing. What is she talking about with Trish and the dog and stumble across this video that I thought was hidden in the archives for like ever. <laughs> well, on the official WWE account where they like tweeted a clip from the promos, they cut it off right before Becky said, welcome to the big time, bitch. Woof, woof. <laughs> they cut it off right before that where, where she was like, I'm it, not you. Like they cut it off right there, and yeah, good that's call. probably why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Trish did her. I want this to be a no physical contact contract signing. And that shit made me laugh, yo. That was good. She's the one that flipped the damn table. <laughs> that's true. Good point. Yeah, she's the one that did that shit. As soon as Becky's music hit, and she was wearing a weird coat and weird glasses and some fucking hooves. To get out here to, for the, it. to the ring, I was like, "Oh, she's back." We just talked about that last week too. I was <laughs> talking about how Bex is back. I miss those fits and that that personality. Bring <laughs> that back, and just got a little. We got a little bit of it back, and that that's what I'm about. I love that. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this match. I think it's a pretty clear uh, Becky Lynch dub yeah. over Trish. Absolutely squashing the beef, 
Trish is probably going to go back into retirement after after this, you know, understandably. Nice little program she got to have with Becky mm-hmm. and Lita. Little heel turn, little little being nasty match with Becky and Saudi, cash that check and get back home to Canada. Yeah, and uh, speaking of this little match here, I just want to bring it to our uh, anybody who's listening attention. Um, Jacob doesn't like the Trish theme song. I said that to you in confidence. No, you can't just say that. <laughs> That's a legendary theme song. <laughs> I used to I used to play WrestleMania 19 on the GameCube, and I would go into Create a Wrestler, and I would put on the Trish Stratus theme song, and I would sing along, damn it. And you're going to disrespect it like that? You're going to disrespect Lil' Kim like that? I'm, Trish Stratus? I, I didn't realize it was Lil' Kim. I'm not disrespecting Lil' Kim. All you disrespected Lil' Kim. Lil Kim. Oh my god. For me, for a wrestler theme, it was just a it's a little quiet and a little slow. Oh I'm much more I'm much more into like if it's a one v one theme song match between Becky Lynch and Trish Status, I'm going with the every time. That's Second fair. That's time. it's a good. You know what? They both got great theme songs. You know, Trish is is, is I would say it's a product of the time. It sounds very like yeah, of the time. Fair. Doesn't that's sound fair. like something that would be made today. But it's a banger. Get out of here with that. Okay, whatever. Before we move on, <laughs> one more time. Welcome to the big time, bitch. Woof woof. woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have too much fun with that. Uh, now that I figured out how to put sounds into our board. Be ready, <laughs> Dimitri. You'll get to you'll get to handle the the sounds for the um, double or nothing preview pod. I'll let I'll give you the wheels. Oh shit! I don't know if you want to put that confidence in me. I might uh, do something a little ridiculous. Nah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> who's who's stocks on the rise, Dimitri? Who's who's going up? Oh, dude, we, this week we got a big one for me, yo. I uh, I've always been a fan of my boy Chad Gable. Always mm-hmm. been a fan of my boy Otis. Mm-hmm. But now we got the beautiful Maxine Dupree alongside. I'm digging it. I'm digging the, all three of them together. We've talked before about Maximum Male Models and uh, Otis going over there. Now it seems like that's not actually happening. Um, and that Maxine may just be coming over to the Alpha Academy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I dig the Alpha Academy. And I think uh, the addition of Maxine will be interesting. It seems like it's going to go into like a sort of a fight for uh, Otis, um, you know, because Chad's going to be the master and, you know, he's going to want to mold Otis into what he wants. And then at the same time, Maxine going to be sitting there, going to take some of his attention away. And I'm sure Chad's not going to be too happy about that. Look, every, anytime someone gets into a new relationship, there's going to be a strain on a friendship, you know, because mm-hmm. your, your boy's going to want to hang out with his new girl. You know, the girl's going to want to take some time away from the boys, but Eventually, if it's a healthy relationship, you find a way to balance those things. You know, you find a way to <laughs> to get everyone involved. You know, have have if you can hang out all together, that's a great move. And Maxine dumping the Maximum Male Models for the Alpha Academy, coming out with the stars. You know, doing the 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 peace sign on the oh, thank, thank you. you. She. She's all in, and she you know she's. Otis must have said to her privately, "Hey, you know you're really great, but Chad's my ride or die. He's been my boy. He got me from the doldrums. He's got me. <laughs> he got me a degree. You know, like I can't. I I got a four because of this man." I can't. I can't just leave leave my boy Chad behind. And Maxine's like, you know what, Otis, you're right. Mad respect. Fuck these models. I'll just <laughs> I'll just join up. I'll I'll be in the Alpha Academy. And I gotta say about the Alpha Academy, uh, they are definitely a group that just like screams interesting mid card. Yes. Uh, all if if Maxine is truly a part of the Alpha Academy going forward, all three of them. So Maxine is a great manager. Uh, she definitely looks the part. Let's just say that. And she is great at speaking, giving sort of promos, you know, just talking, having a backstage segment. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, Chad is elite at wrestling. Fantastic. I saw him like hold one of the Viking Raiders in like an almost German suplex, just like holding yeah. him there. 
And I was like, bruh, is he okay? Because I was just like worried that he was going to strain a muscle or something. Like that looks, that doesn't even look human. So Chad's incredible in the ring and incredible on the mic. Um, and then you got Otis out there who just like is a huge man, always going to draw your attention. He is also like, I don't know if it's intentionally or unintentionally, but he's hilarious. And um, I think he's unintentionally funny. Like, I think it's not, <laughs> so I don't think funny. it's on purpose. Like, he's not like, I'm gonna do a bit here. Like, he's just yeah, like, just he just does dude. it and it's really funny. So, yeah, all three of them together with all of their talent uh, just screams uh, just top of the mid material. So, I'm excited about it. So, my qu- so is, is Maxine strictly a manager? Is that what she did on NXT as well? Uh, yeah. Good question. I don't know. I don't really watch NXT, but as okay. mu- as far as I've seen her on the main roster, she's only been a manager. I was just curious if if she was going to do some in ring stuff now that she's with the Alpha Academy because mm-hmm. it would be. This is my biggest complaint about factions: is we get these factions and it's like all dudes, or it's like they have a token woman who doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And Maxine's great on the mic. That's not taking anything away from her. And if she is not an in-ring superstar, that's fine. That's totally fine. I would really love it, though, if she was full Alpha Academy and was going to be doing some some in-ring work, too, and bringing you know the Alpha Academy to the, the mid-card of the women's division. That, that would just be cool. If it doesn't happen, yeah. that's totally fine. That'd be interesting. I agree. That'd be interesting. Um, my first stock rising is violence, and I'm talking about Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. The start of Raw, <laughs> which was just Cody Rhodes getting his ass beat. Schmacked. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I caught I caught the last five minutes of a very good episode of Law and Order SVU on USA. <laughs> Monday Night Raw starts, and it's Kevin Patrick. Cody Rhodes is here. He's backstage, and he's here in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I was like, get out of my state, bozo. (laughs) Brock Lesnar comes to the rescue. He just beats the shit out of this man. Breaks his arm with an empty keg against a roll door. I'm like, yes. It is. Cody Rhodes, you ever come to state college? It is on site, boy. I'm, we're coming after you. <laughs> Me and Brock Lesnar. You better watch out for kegs. Like, I, it was, it made me, again, a little more excited for the Cody and Brock match at Night of Champions. Yeah. At the same time, on the other end of things, they're kind of playing up this, Cody's hurt. Is he going to be able to be at Night of Champions? Like, Brock Lesnar's cashing that check either way, so Cody Rhodes is going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, speaking of this uh, little feud here, um, I saw something interesting on Twitter. It was a take. I don't think this is going to happen or what is happening, but somebody was like, what if it's, uh, what if Triple H is behind all this and he's playing like the evil boss and he's the one who has been telling Brock Lesnar to injure Cody and he's been trying to get Cody out of the picture because of everything Cody did, did with AEW. And I was like, hmm, that'd be a cool storyline, but I don't really think that's actually what's happening, but just wanted to say that that's a cool idea. I like the idea. I think it's an interesting idea, but Triple H is full baby face, the babiest of faces. He is not playing kind of a puppet master. No, not head at all. of creative um, that, that you might see in, in other iterations of, you know, when there's general managers or, you know, backstage string pullers. So yeah, I, no, he's definitely not. But you know, I, I could see him. I could see him switching to that sometime because he does play a hell of a heel, and I think he loves it. But, I, I could, I could see that too. I mean, I think that could be a down the road thing, but I don't. I don't think, think it's now. now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's now either. And uh, we call this a Cody hater podcast. I'm not really a Cody hater anymore. I've, I've moved on from the Cody hate. I don't hate Cody, but that being said, um, I'm definitely not like a diehard Cody fan like some of these Cody fans are. Like Some people call him like the second coming of Cena. Definitely not the second coming of Cena. Um, but, you know, he's a good babyface. Uh, he's doing he's doing the babyface stuff, and, you know, that's cool. Um, when it comes to this match, though, I just want to say I have a feeling Cody's going to lose. So that's, that's where I'm at there with that. Um, I 
think that maybe on the day of it will be changed to a no rules or a you know no holds barred kind of match mm-hmm. because Cody's mad if it doesn't change to that I kind of think that it will be um I think it'll be a DQ and Brock's going to like lose his mind and DQ Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> Brock losing his mind that happens on the reg. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's kind of been his, his That's thing his thing. Late. Yep. <laughs> um the the other very fun bit from the uh Brock Lesnar last night was the get a life kid that was hilarious <laughs> i i really i really enjoyed that, that quite good. a bit i wonder if um, that was planned or if he just said that because he'd just be saying it, stuff sometimes he he's wilding i mean yep. who who really knows to be honest like he <laughs> on the topic i, on I the really topic enjoyed of brock, it though I do want to say, did you catch, uh, it was a couple of pay-per-views ago and Brock was, he got like some chairs or something and you know, he was doing his typical Brock pissed off, like wrecks everything type of deal. And like, he started running towards the referees and they were like running for their lives. Did you see this? Oh yes, I did. Yeah. Cause that was hilarious. Yo, he definitely knew what he was doing too. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he did seems that like he's they... just like fucking with people. <laughs> he, he's definitely having a lot of fun with kind of his role in the WWE right now. Yeah. At this point, he's just like a true vet that just kind of gets to, he gets a lot more freedom in what he does and he kind of gets to fuck around. <laughs> he gets to do whatever he, literally whatever he wants. Yep. Like, hold on. I have something here. Ooh. Get a life, kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. I love that. Like, I was losing it when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you take your shots at Mustafa Ali for? Yeah, like, right. he what didn't do, you do? do anything to you. <laughs> like, get a life, kid. <laughs> he just but and, and the point, get a life, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who, who else's stock is going up? Uh, so I got, like, a, a litany of folks here. Uh, just some people I wanted to mention because I was watching this wrestling and I've just been happy with a few people. So first, Shinsuke Nakamura has stuck out to me recently because it feels like they've... Uh, kind of upped his production and made him seem like quarter of a big deal. Um, he used to feel like a big deal, then somewhere along the way, it kind of got a little lost. Um, but it seems like they're trying really hard to make like his entrance, and when he comes out, he feels like a star. Um, mm-hmm. And that's exciting. So I'm excited about Shinsuke. Um, I'm excited about Angelo Dawkins because... Hold on. Before you move on to Angelo. Yes. I hate Shinsuke Nakamura's gear. It's awful. That's... <laughs> All right. Stock falling. We can agree on that. Gear. Yeah, I don't like his gear. It, it's just, it, it looks strange. Let's put it that way. I, I, it just, it's like kind of loose up top, but it's also kind of it, tight. It's just and like it just way looks... too like 80s hair metal, like yeah. kiss outfit. And I'm not into that at all. No, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> and um, Angelo Dawkins. Um, I feel like every time I see Angelo Dawkins, he's like in better shape than the last time I saw him. And he's working out. He's always working out, and it's really cool to see because not everybody, you know, not everybody changes their body that much in the WWE. You know what I mean? Some people just kind of stay naturally large, like Kevin Owens has been kind of big. Kevin Owens has definitely lost some weight, though, but not like Angelo Dawkins. When Angelo Dawkins debuted on the main roster, he was he was pretty chubby. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, has worked his ass off, and at this point you know he's way thinner you know he got them little abs poking out my boy you can tell he's in the gym you can tell he's been working on his promos because his mic work has gotten consistently better and better and better and better he definitely wasn't as good as montez when he started and he still isn't but he's closed the gap a little bit and he's made it uh he's made a nice little place for himself so i'm happy for angelo and i love to see that for him you know inspires me a little bit i need to lose some goddamn weight thank you angelo from our first podcast where Ed said that Angelo needed to get a CDL, find a job, <laughs> that is looking like the worst take on our podcast ever. Yeah, Angelo has been... He's been you know, doing good. He's been doing really good stuff. He heard the words and he found the motivation. Amen. And then lastly, I just wanted to mention our boy, LA Knight. We were all worried for a second because we heard the rumors of the tag team he was going to form. And we're like, no, he's going to form a tag team yeah. with Boogs? 
what? Uh-huh. As soon as it was Boogs, it was like instant L. Yeah, it was like, it felt like, you know, one of those weird Vince tag teams you kind of throw together and they just kind of have like a weird run and it really doesn't mean anything. Kind of like Shinsuke and Boogs. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't mind that. Because no, uh, let me be real, like, I didn't either. They had this fun. like rock th- rocker thing going on with Boogs and so they yeah. had him like fake playing the guitar for Shinsuke's entrance, so it made sense. And Pat McAfee made it really fun. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, it mm-hmm. um... I'm just happy to see that LA Knight, he got in that little tag team, and then he was like, no, 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 no. Fuck that. You want to lose? Fuck that. I'm a star. Fuck you. <laughs> I or love w- that. Was he saying, no, 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 or was he saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love to see it, man. Yeah. Love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Dude. LA Knight's the man. The crowd, every time he comes out, is like 100% behind him. He's so over, and he barely gets any TV time. He touches the TV for like five minutes at a time. (laughs) But that five minutes, the crowd is 100% behind him. But but when he does his kind of uh, diet people's elbow, he'll like stop first and he'll go, L.A. Night to like to the crowd and they'll and then all they're like do yeah it. and then he'll hit the ropes and as soon as he's coming down they hit they go yeah it's like, so good it's, it's he's so got him trained good. yo he, he's got him trained it they, is so they, good they're going to have to put him into some kind of mid card title picture sooner rather than later because it's to the point now that every single live crowd is so over on it. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a negative word about him online either, which is crazy. Cause yeah. you know, online, like it's people lose their fucking mind over nothing. That's and, facts. And everybody across the board is like, yeah, they, they, they are all for LA night. And I mean, it's that charisma, but he's got the uniqueness, nerve and talent too. Yeah. He's got it all. It's I don't know. He I, I love LA Knight. You love LA Knight. It's the namesake of the podcast. Let me pod to you. you know, like, it <laughs> comes from it comes from LA Knight. Like that was the inspiration for the name. Like if you didn't know, now you know. But <laughs> it's yeah. I more LA Knight. Please. Give him the belt. Fuck Austin Theory. We'll Facts. get to that later. Um, <laughs> my next stock rising is the Bloodline and the tag title match because. baby they just keep doing the damn thing don't they dimitri oh yeah it's just roman reigns yelling at the usos on smackdown last week that was good i was scared at home Uh uh-huh i don't want to be yelled at like that like that it's he straight up made them feel like 10 year old boys getting yelled at by their like by their dad for um not cleaning up the the lawn clippings or something you know like he was going in damn right he was (laughs) i am just like so ready for more of this we we talked about it briefly last week so let's dive in here Mm. How how is this undisputed tag team championship match going to go? What's going to happen? I I think it's going to be a DQ of some sort, and Roman's going to be mad no matter what. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, specifically, I'm going to say DQ, and I'm going to think I think Jay or Jimmy tries to interfere to help, um, oh. and then you know they get caught, disqualification. Roman's pissed the fuck off. You know what? And and I would say maybe even he gets a little bit mad at, at Solo. Um, maybe Solo fucks up a little bit in the match because we saw that little seed where Roman had turned around and bumped into Solo all tough. And then they had that little stare down there and he yeah, was like, well, kind of like, my you, bad. What do you think of all that? Like, is that like Solo kind of giving a signal to Roman like, hey, I'm not all your boy, man. Like, you better you better treat me with respect. I'm not putting up with the shit you give these boys. Is that what you got out of it? That's what I took from it. Uh, not exactly that. I'm just kind of getting the... There's just tension all around. This just solid tension. Like, mm-hmm. the, it was just a, a moment of, of tension is, is what I feel. I, I don't think Solo was trying to, like, send any messages. Um, because I do think Solo's, like, completely bought in. Because um, he kind of does whatever the fuck Roman tells him to do. Um, That's fair. But... Uh, the tension is high, and I think that um, 
you know, as we keep saying, we're we're seeing the cracks, and you know, it's just laying down that that little that little uh, that little seed for us to be like, hmm, it's happening, it's slowly happening. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that Solo would put up with the abuse that Roman throws on uh, Jay, especially and Jimmy recently. I don't think that Solo would will take that at all. I think he's a, a fight first, talk later kind of guy. Definitely. So, yeah, I don't. It's getting good. Let's see what happens. How do you have this one ending? Uh, buddy. Yeah. I said a DQ. Y- yeah. So you're with me on DQ. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, where are we? We are lost. This is a strong beer. I'm just hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 seven and a half percent. That's hilarious. You asked me how I had the match finished. I told you, and then you're like, "How you got it finished?" <laughs> this is strong beer, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to door dash some quesadillas right after this. <laughs> Whose stock's falling other than mine? <laughs> uh, so you know what? I'm kind of sad about this one. Um, we're talking about the the goodness that we're seeing in the Alpha Academy, and you know that's great to see. But it's got me a little sad about the maximum male models. You know, I really like I really like them. They were interesting. I liked their little videos on YouTube. It was like a fun little group. They were actually hilarious, and. I was going to talk about before I saw like what ma- happened with Maxine that they need to get more TV time. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like I thought their, their gimmick is just like hilarious and you know, all that, all those little shorts I see on YouTube, I think they'd be gold on TV. And then on Twitter over the, the weekend, they were like Maxine, like they started like a hashtag and they were like talking yeah. show on Maxine on Twitter, but there was no explanation of it, like from Maxine's yeah. side, or there wasn't a video. Like they should have done some kind of video short thing of like something, after man. SmackDown or something, like Maxine being like, "Boys, you're fired." Yeah, it's o- kind of Otis has my heart. He has, <laughs> he had blah blah blah. Whatever you want to do with it, like they should have sold the ending of the Maximum Male Model side of things because. They haven't given us any of that. It's just been the Alpha Academy side of the story. Yeah, and and, and unfortunately for them, um, it feels like everything that they've been able to do, like successfully wise, well, not everything, but a lot of it has been outside of like the shows, like outside of TV, on the internet, on Twitter, on YouTube, being hilarious, and you know, it's just upsetting that they had to further the storyline themselves on Twitter rather than it happening on TV. Um, so stock falling for them. Unfortunately, I like them a lot. I hope that maybe they still continue as maximum male models and they lead themselves or they find like some sort of new leader. I don't know, but I I like them and I want to see them get TV time. But like this past Monday on Raw, they should have instead of Alpha Academy having a dumb match with the Viking Raiders who are just some jabronis and go out and lose every week. Yeah. Have them have a match with the Maximum Male Models to show that Maxine is not with them anymore and fully with the Alpha Academy. That would have made sense. Great point. Like have something where um one of the Maximum Male Models is distracted by like yelling at Maxine, like, how could you do this to us? How could you leave us too? <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> and then, and then like get like a, a roll up one, two kick out kind of like just little things like that, like sell the rest of the story. Yeah. It's not just this Maxine and Oda story. It's bigger. The people who are watching and following everywhere, it's bigger. So give us the whole picture. And it's not that hard to do. They're all there on Monday night. Yeah. And you know what? Great point. It is bigger. It is a small, it's a small, like, you know, part of the mid card, you know, just yeah. a little mini story, but you know, feed us the content, man. Or, or on top of that, if we want to go a step further, have, have Chad Gable finally go on that, that singles run that we've been talking about for a while, mm-hmm. but bring in one of the maximum male models 
to be the tag team partner of Otis. And they have to have a trial, like an Olympic trials or something from mm-hmm. that Chad oversees to see which of them makes it. You know, like there's Ross three fucking hours. Yeah. There's gotta, time. You can, you can, you can find the time, especially like, on Raw. <laughs> it, it, it's not like, it's not like they wouldn't be able to do this thing. There's so many ideas there to just expand the story that people are, it, it's dumb, but people are invested in it. People care about it. It's funny. Like, yep. And everybody in it's like great at the backstage segments exactly. or like just talking in general. So you can make something happen, dog. Yeah, it, th- there's so much more that could have gone on there. So I'm fully with you on the stock falling there. What you got, brother? <sighs> what a surprise. Austin Theory's a loser. The U.S. title, stock falling. They're not. It's Night of Champions, and one of the belts isn't there. What's mm, that about? Great point. Like, because they're doing a pre-recorded match on SmackDown on Friday? Like, bro, have this belt. Be on the line at Night of Champions. If you're going to call this premium live event Night of Champions, have every belt in the company on the line. Yes. Roman is excused because he's put himself in this tag team match. That was a stock rising. We're all good on it. But if you're going to call it Night of Champions, you need there to be basically every belt that you've got on the card and if it's not a belt match, it has to have something to it, like Becky and Trish or Brock and Cody. Yeah, big agree. And uh, I didn't even, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even realize at first that the title wasn't on the card. Uh, that is crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I didn't even notice that you put that there, but literally my next stock, stock falling is also theory. Oh my God. <laughs> So it's hilarious that we are on the same wave, same wavelength here, uh, dude. Like, okay, so theory's getting a minus two in the spreadsheet. This week. <laughs> Double negative, and so my, yours is because of the the title and that not being honored. That's crazy. I was gonna sit here and mention John Cena, his idol, talking about how he told him privately. Uh, essentially, that he doesn't believe what he does, and then he also told him publicly, which I respect. Good job, John Cena. Very cool for you to be honest with him. And and I don't think John Cena means any ill will. Of course, he's trying to, you know, push him forward and make him be better. But, like, it's just interesting to hear a legend like that, somebody who's been through it, repeat the same things that us fans are saying and feeling. That we don't believe his promos. We don't believe what he's saying because it just feels so forced and not real. I, yeah, I truly, when I was filling out the rundown before we started, I didn't realize that you put him there, too. Like, yikes, bro. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's it's past time for this type yes. of move. I past really time. hope that we don't have to wait until Money in the Bank. Um, I think it would make more sense for Austin Theory to lose the U.S. title sooner rather than later. Same, and yeah be a competitor in the Money in the Bank ladder match. He yeah. won Money in the Bank last year. Let's not forget that. He's the worst Money in the Bank winner ever, but he did win it. So uh, Otis won, I think. Austin Theory's worse. <laughs> yeah, at least Otis was interesting. <laughs> like, Otis climbing a ladder. Like, I'll tune in. But, like, yeah. I... It, it would make more sense to kind of move him away from the U.S. title at this point. Yeah. Put him in the Money in the Bank ladder match so that he can he can go in with some promos ahead of that. Like, I won it last year, bitches. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I have experience winning this briefcase. Okay. That makes more sense. That's where you were going. Believable. We can mm-hmm. believe that, that you actually can do this. I just don't believe him as a champion at all, and I haven't the entire time he's had the belt. Facts. No, same same exact feeling here. I do not. It's just like it's a bad thing for the belt, and it's a bad thing for him. Like I, I would like for his character to advance, and I would like for him to be better because it's better for TV and it's better for everybody involved. But right now, him as champion isn't doing anything for me. Um, if he wasn't champion, at least he could like have some you know, some, some, some feuds where he can like build his character a little bit and not just be a champion that we don't believe. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Build that character first, then come back for it. And in the meantime, maybe we can get a champion that makes the belt feel a little bit better. And the next time you win the belt, maybe it feels like a bigger deal. Because right now, it just doesn't. And, and if I'm not wrong, like we've got Sheamus, we've got Bobby Lashley, we've got LA Knight. We've got a lot of guys on SmackDown who are realistic, believable title holders for that mm-hmm. mid-card belt. So it, it's not like there's a, eh, we don't really have anyone that's believable that we can put. There's lots of people we could put it on. Just pull the trigger. It's past time. It's ugh. It's overcooked. <laughs> it's a well-done steak with ketchup. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last stock falling is the World Heavyweight Championship. <sighs> you know my thoughts on it, everyone. Yes. I'm not going re- to rehash a lot of that. But even AJ Styles, who's competing for the belt this weekend, is like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit secondary because there's still Roman with the Undisputed Championship. Like... AJ Styles, who wants to win this, is like, yeah, it's it's a championship belt, but it's not the top one. It's not, it can't be the top prize because there's Roman. And then these like pre-recorded Seth Rollins interviews while he's filming Captain America. It's all about Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about AJ Styles. Like, what are we building towards? Are we building towards Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, or are we building towards Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns down the line? Like, what's our end goal here? Because it's not this fucking belt. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, and we're a little bit different on this belt. I'm happy the belt's here. I love the World Heavyweight Championship, the old one. That's part of its nostalgia is the reason I'm happy about it. But also part of it is I know we both know that Raw needs that top belt. Yes. Um, and we both know that you know they probably want the visual of Roman with those two belts going on for as long as they possibly can. Cause it just makes his character that much more believable that he has those two belts. And, you know, I'm sure it'll eventually come to a climax where he does lose the belts. And, you know, we've talked about this before, lose the belts, then probably get well, maybe we'll get some sort of unified title at that point, but that's way in the future for now. Yes, we have this weird title match, which I'll agree with you. Doesn't seem like as big of a deal as it should, uh, which kind of sucks. Um, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to build this title and make it make it feel like a big deal over time. Because right now, I will agree with you, it doesn't feel the same. I want it to feel the same, really bad, but it doesn't. Um, so yeah, we're gonna need a good match here, and then some actual good feuds on Raw, and some actual like legit battles for this thing, for it to at least seem some sort of legit. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think it's ever gonna feel like exactly like Roman, like whoever has the belt is one on one, like at the same tier as Roman. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen while Roman has those two belts because. Yeah. Roman's just on another level. He's God mode. He's everything you want to say. So, like, I don't think there's a possible way that they could ever make this belt feel as prestigious as Roman having those two. But eventually we'll get to a point when the story climaxes, when everything, when all the dust settles and somebody else has the title off Roman and we move on. And at that point, and only at that point, I think the titles will finally be at some point of, you know, evenness. It, it It's just a bad look when both competitors for this open title are not talking about each other and they're talking about another guy who has titles. Yes. This is not a good look. That's why the stock's falling here. The match itself, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, I think will be a really good match. Because they're both very great, good performers. They, Absolutely. They show out every time. I Everyone knows I don't like AJ Styles and his dumb gloves. But <laughs> Lobster hands. Yeah, lobster hands. I, so I'm really hoping that Seth Rollins gets it. Me too. They've also got this kind of situation where Seth Rollins is filming a Marvel movie. And how long is he going to be gone? Is it just this two weeks that he was there? Is it going to be a month? Because like, if he's not going to be on Raw... And the whole point of this belt is so that there's a belt on Raw. Yep. It's got to be around, bub. So I hope it's Seth Rollins. I think it will be Seth Rollins. Me too. Um, 
I think that he is going to evade a phenomenal forearm and hit a pedigree, hit a stomp, hit another stomp, hit a third stomp, and pin AJ Styles. It's going to be a war for the belt, I think, in the end, but it's going to be Seth Rollins holding gold at the end of the afternoon. Yep, that's what I want to see, and that's what I expect to see. I think that the, um, I think the movie stuff, you know, as it is legit, um, I think they're really playing into it because it is the thing that gives AJ Styles a reason to why he would win the belt. Because mm. without that, why would AJ Styles beat Seth Rollins? Yeah, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. And. Um, so, yeah, I think Seth's going to win. I think from a storyline perspective, it's kind of cool because, you know, Triple H was a big world heavyweight championship guy back in the day. He held that belt for a real long time. It's actually who I think of whenever I think of the old belt. And then, um, you know, we had uh, back in the day, we had the authority and, and, and Seth Rollins was Triple H's guy way back then. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see Triple H's guy go back and win the belt that Triple H used to hold and the belt that he brought back. So. I think Seth Rollins, for all those reasons, makes a ton of sense. And I do think, like I said, the movie thing is just kind of a little smoke out there for to make us think, well, it wouldn't make sense for Seth to win if he's not going to be here. It, it could also be one of those uh, things that WWE is just really leaning into. Mm-hmm. Hey, one of our people is filming one of these big Oh, they movies. love to do that. <laughs> So that could definitely be part of it, too. I mean, going back to Triple H, like you were just saying, Seth Rollins uses one of Triple H's moves. So That's his guy. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, All right. We have uh, three quick hits on things we haven't covered yet. The Intercontinental Championship. Gunther! (laughs) And Mustafa Ali. Glad you said his name right. Yeah, you've been getting on me about it. (laughs) Who you got in this one? Gunther times ten. Yeah, I shouldn't have even asked. We <laughs> that's that's apparent. Mustafa Ali is just having the match because you know they're in Saudi Arabia and he always has a match there. So, yeah, I mean, like he's. I'm glad they're giving him a push because like he seems like a good dude. Yeah, like, he genuinely like he asked for his release because Vince sucks mm-hmm. and uh, the, he didn't get it and he had to kind of just sit on his couch for a while. Um, and he's back, and I, I don't really love his positive Ali character that he's doing. I don't really <laughs> like that very much. I mean, it just doesn't work for me. It's very, like, kid-friendly character. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad he's getting a push. I'm glad he's getting some TV time. He seems like a good dude, but he's going to get his chest caved in. Absolutely. And, yeah, I agree. Um, he definitely seems like a good dude. I like him. And he seems like, you know, solid mid-card material. There's, like, no reason he should be, like, yeah. off TV all the time like he was. Yep. That's absurd because he's talented. Um, so, yeah, no. Um, I'm happy he's getting a shot. Happy he's getting this little opportunity here and uh, gets to showcase his abilities on a pay-per-view or premium live event. Premium uh, live event. <laughs> but, yeah, Gunther's going to whoop that ass, boy. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. This one's not a question either. We both know who's going to win here. Mommy. Yeah, obviously. Mommy. Yep. Yep. Ain't no way Natalia's going to win this match. She's just there because she's good at wrestling and she's a legend. Check. Yep. Legend. Check. Saudi Arabia show. Check. Check. So, yeah. No, she's there to check the box. We all love Natalia. I love Natalia. I don't really yeah. necessarily love Natalia matches all the time because they can the be kind of boring. I'm the same way. 100%. But I love Natalia like personally. Like she yep. seems great. Um, but yeah, Rhea Ripley's going. She's going to do her thing. But, That's easy like, win. Like once again for the second or third Rhea Ripley feud in a row, we've got like no build for the yep. match, Which and is I strange. don't understand it because Rhea's really good on the mic, and so is Natalia. Uh huh. And it was just like uh, Rhea Ripley was kicking the shit out of somebody on Raw. So Natty came out and was like, hey, stop it. And, <laughs> okay, title That's match, I, I guess. And we haven't heard <laughs> anything from Natalia other than that interruption. And the whole basis for this match is Rhea being like, I didn't like you interrupting me. You know what? That's a great okay. point. I didn't even think about that. The fact that we got this whole ass title match from that small interaction. 
Like, if that's all you need to do to get a title match, why isn't everybody doing that all the time? But, but it's like the same thing that Zelina did. Like, Zelina yep. like, hit her with a Hurricane Rana like, on the outside of a ring during an LWO Judgment Day match and title match. Because like, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, I think the yeah. match is going to be fine. It's probably going to be like 10, 15 minutes. It's, they're going to do, Natty's going to do all her stuff. She's going to yep. hit, you know, the, all the, the heart dungeon moves and. Heart and, dungeon moves, buddy. <laughs> she go hit that sharpshooter, you know, yeah, all of it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Rear wins. <laughs> the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. This one's a little bit more intriguing. Uh, we both know he's going to win, uh, but it's more intriguing. Um, we don't, I'm, I'm assuming you're the same here with me. Bianca Belair is going to come out on top. Yep. Uh, she's not dropping the belt. Nope. Uh, got no inkling of that, but, uh, I fucking love Oscar and you know that, um, mm. I love Oscar a lot. I love the new character. I love the new fits that she wears out to the ring, you know, with the little, uh, I, don't, I can't even describe the fits. They're just dope. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looks like a. She kind of dresses a little bit like a stylish old lady, I would say. But that shit's dope. Th- that's a very good way to put it. <laughs> stylish old lady with blue stuff leaking out her mouth. I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, no. Um, since I love Asuka so much, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this match. But you know, Bianca's gonna come out on top. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I mean, Bianca has the. She's like. 10 or 20 days away from passing Trish Stratus as the longest modern women's champion. Wow. And then, like, after that, it's someone who held the belts from, like, 1963 to, like, 1982 or something. Damn. When there wasn't, like, a lot of women's wrestling, so they weren't putting them up all the time. Yeah, and there was, like, territories and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she's one of the longest reigning women's champions. They're going to get her past Trish Stratus because they want that for mm-hmm. her. If they didn't want her to get to that point, they would have done a, a dumbass belt swap. And at this point, we're like, we're approaching, you know, weeks from the draft. We're going to have a pay-per-view and then we're going to start building the money in the bank. If they're going to do a belt swap, they got to do it soon. Or it's yeah. just like, wait, why are you doing it now? It seems like what they're doing is kind of leaning into this, like, okay, SmackDown Women's Championships on Raw, the Raw Women's Championships on SmackDown, deal with it. Yep, Uh, (laughs) pretty much. I have seen a rumor um, across the interwebs that they are doing some Women's Championship belt rebrands, and Mm. they're looking at renaming them so that they're not show-specific, so that if this happens again, it doesn't matter. Ah, you know, that would make sense. You know, I've, I've, I haven't seen that rumor specifically, but I do know that Triple H is really big into belt redesigns, one. And two, uh, like we said before, it would make sense that if they go ahead and uh, redo the universal WWE, you know, blah, 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 belt that Roman has whenever he loses it into a new belt. So it would make sense that if we have a new World Heavyweight Championship belt... If we get that new universal belt eventually when Roman drops it, uh, that we would also get new women's titles sometime soon as well. That way, everything kind of is cohesive and new. And we're kind of, we're essentially in a new era with the new company and Triple H and creative and all that. So it kind of finally solidifies that. Yeah, I, and I think it would just make sense overall to not have them show specific. Like, we're, we're past that point. Um, okay, well, that's the Night of Champions card, and based on our predictions, not that interesting. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch it Saturday at 1 on Me the too. talk. But, yep. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's a it's a premium live event. It They're going to start building the money in the bank on Monday, so we'll have hopefully some more interesting stuff coming up for that. Um, Dimitri, do you have anything else you want to add in here? Uh, nope, just what we uh, kind of mentioned before. So I'm fully expecting this to be a glorified house show uh, where one or two things of significance happen. But for the most part, it's just a whole bunch of storylines that abruptly end right after this premium live event. And then we immediately go into other storylines or the build to Money in the Bank Um where things are actually going to affect the future here. So we get this nice little show break with some legends involved and stuff and some cool dream matches. 
And then it's on to the, the nitty gritty. And who knows where Goldberg shows up. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Let Me Pod to you. You can follow Dimitri at just Dimitri underscore. And you can find me if you want at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We are on every major network. I have also looked into the review thing. Because we don't have enough reviews, I can't see them. So mm. you guys got to start reviewing so that I can see them, and then I'll start shouting you out. So I did look. I went on all the things this week. We just don't have enough reviews, so they're not showing up. Uh, but give us five stars. We want five stars. We deserve five stars. A five-star podcast. Damn right. All right. Have a great week, everybody.